You're listening to Spooks, Creeps, and Assorted Devery. I hope you enjoyed the show. Hey, Creeps. I'm Laura. And with me tonight, I have the Lucy Goosey, Ricky Belcher. <laughs> Thank you. Taking me back to fifth grade. The last time anyone who wasn't a family member called me Ricky. So thank you. <laughs> I'm going to start calling you Ricky. I appreciate it. Yeah. It, Ricky. it makes me feel, yeah, it takes me back to a simpler time. <laughs> Who do we have on the show tonight? We have Danner from Conjure Dust Designs. Welcome aboard. Hey, Danner. everybody. Hey, Danner. How are you? That's the spirit. Oh, I'm wonderful. It's been a long, great. it's been a long year, but you know, we're trucking along. We're having a great July. time. I was going to say here. we're mid, we're mid, mid year. <laughs> You got six months and 13 days, 12 days. Uh, don't Seven months. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did get into a bad car accident on the way to Monster Fest. So I'm sure that didn't help your year. <laughs> oh, it, you know what? It was still a fantastic event. Regardless of what happened, it was a good show. And there's nothing uh, ibuprofen and alcohol can't fix. Not in that order. <laughs> <laughs> no, why not mix them? It's fun. Uh, but you, you're mainly saying you enjoyed it because of all the really cool people you get to hang out with. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> you guys, of course. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it, that's really what makes those shows. You know, you go there, you, you vend, you meet a bunch of people. It's, it's fun when you're working the event itself. But yeah. what really does it for me is when the event comes to an end, everyone gets together. Everyone just has that like collective sigh of like, oh, Good day. Let's go out and get some food together. Yeah. And it's like and a big we did family that. reunion. Yeah. Well, it's, we got hot dogs. Thing. Yeah. And played yeah, board those games. Were good. I got the PB and J hot dog and it was amazing. I almost I got to... that. I got the kimchi one and the elote one. And oh, that elote one was something special. Yeah. yeah I have all that in the mm-hmm. kimchi, but I went with PB and J. I had to. If I hadn't have had that, I would have regretted it every day for the rest of my life. That's what I say about this podcast. <laughs> you regret it. Yeah, <laughs> me too. So, Danner, tell us about what Conjure Dust is. So, you're an illustrator and you do cryptids, and you've also done a book. So, yeah, give us all the, the rundown. Nitty mm-hmm. gritty. So, when I started Conjure Dust, I had no idea what I wanted to get into. I just was watching X Files one day. And I, mind you, I've, I've been in an artist for a very long time. Um, I went to school for art after changing a few gears from the biology program. And uh, when going into this, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I just Mm -hmm. heard the term conjure dust on X-Files. Mulder said it. And I said, you know what? I like the sound of that. So I just changed my Instagram handle to it and just sat on it for a while. I would occasionally upload work. I had nothing to do with anything in particular. I thought maybe I want to do the little witchy sort of thing for a mm-hmm. while. But um, embarrassingly, living in Ohio, so close to Point Pleasant, it wasn't until like 2017 or so that I went to my first Mothman Festival. Mm-hmm. And um, after attending that, it was right around the time when Fallout 76 had just been announced. And, you know, that brought in a ton of people. I was really excited because, you know, growing up with cryptids, 
Um, my dad's cousin, he is a Bigfoot researcher, kind of grassroots oh. style. And then my nice. father, she's really into haunted stuff, UFO sightings, et cetera. So I had it kind of in my blood. But when I went to the, so I've always been into it, but I never knew that other people really shared that. And so going yeah. to my first Mothman festival, I saw a huge sense of community about everything Mothman. Like I've been to mm -hmm. art shows before. I've seen people set up, but I've never seen a show as put together to the point where everyone there is for this one character. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, you see the people there selling uh, cotton candy. Even that has the little Mothman eyes on the back. It's like everyone's there for the Mothman. And I was like, this is really cool. I need to get in on that. And yes, I know Conjure Dust isn't exactly the most cryptid-centric name. I kind of like opening myself up to more witchy stuff potentially yeah. in the future for Halloween shows. But for now, uh, I think cryptids and the world of folklore is a happy place to be sitting. And I've met all of you wonderful people through it. And that's sort of where uh, the avenue I took to get into this. And so I okay. took my illustration and my work. And when COVID hit, I had a ton of time and I just thought, I'm going to make it into a business, you know, why not? That's awesome. I've, I've got this skill set under my belt. I might as well be doing something with it. I love this community. I love seeing this like compassionate group of people who just are all similarly interested in things that I thought I was only interested in. Yeah. So that's how Contra Dust was born. Well, it's, it's I know that was the most, I was extremely rambly and bad. No, I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Spot on, spot on. But that, that's the thing about this community is we're all, regardless of whether we know each other, we will immediately make a connection as soon as we are introduced. Like that, it, there's no preamble. It's, hey, you're my friend now. And mm -hmm. that's just how it is. Like everybody's in this as one group. There's no infighting, at least from what I've seen. Everybody's here to lift everybody else up. And I love that about this. Very supporting. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like if you pick any other thing, if you're a baseball fan and you go to a baseball convention and you're a Braves fan and there's a Yankee fan, you're going to fist fight. But, you know, you, you go to the Mothman Festival or you go to Frogman Festival or you go to Monster Fest, everybody's in it together. It's so cool. And that's what I love about it. And what I love about it, piggybacking off of what you said, the fact that uh, the baseball example is a great one. If you go to a baseball game, you want to talk about a player, you want to talk about statistics, you know, it's very cut and dry material mm -hmm. to work with. The only real speculation you get to play with comes in the form of like, you know, like uh, fantasy brackets and whatnot. But what's really, really nice about the cryptid and folklore community is it's literally centralized around theories and speculation. Mm -hmm. And so it's really, really fun when you get to educate each other and then from there form your own opinions and then discuss that with other people. It's a very, very fluid uh, method of discussion amongst the community. And I really, really like that. It's never boring. Yeah. yeah. No. We have, Laura can attest to this, we have people on all the time that are friends and we discuss these things and we have different ideas, but we don't <clears throat> write each other off. Like I'll, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm, I'm a strict flesh and blood kind of person for Bigfoot, but then we'll have people on who are, you know, he jumps through portals and he's interdimensional or he's an alien right. dropped off from UFOs, you know, like it, and that's all, fine. Yeah. yeah we love fine. it. I don't agree with it, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> well, that's the best part. You don't have to agree with it. It's like, it's, mm -hmm. it's hard to be, wrong in this community and i know that's statement might get a little bit of backlash yeah, yeah. <laughs> but rick will call out people who is... are wrong yeah i i tell you'll 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 reach that point in the show later 
but I tell people like there are wrong answers to this. I'm going to ask you <laughs> true or false. <laughs> there are wrong answers. That's just that's just how I approach it. So, but he doesn't mean it. No, I don't mean it. Well, in my heart, I mean it, but I pretend that I don't mean it. I love Sorry. it. <laughs> well, okay, so heads. Danner, I need to know what is with the outfit that you wear to all the conventions. So I, I almost dressed up as it for this show, but I thought I didn't want to be too weird. Um, oh no! So that Why actually I... started in 2020 <laughs> when I first, you know, had the ball rolling. Um, I I probably only had a, a handful of followers online. I just strictly was attempting Etsy, uh, uploading stuff to Redbubble, and I. But I, all that I knew is I wanted to do something with these characters. I had this character design for these eight cryptids, and mm-hmm. I just. It's like, you know what? I'm going to do seasonal events where every summer and winter I take these little characters and I make themed products about them. And the first year was summer camp theme. So I was like, ah, you know, put them in their cute little outfits. Uh, they're all, they got their little hands up to the flag and everything like that. <laughs> um, and then winter rolled around and I started getting into the Christmas stuff and uploading that. And I started getting a handful of messages on Instagram being like, hey, you know, I missed out on a few because it was COVID, you know, people were, they had no one was getting out and about people. It was a huge online presence, but people were like, Hey, you know, I really, really liked your live stuff. I really, really liked your work. Uh, when we were doing the summer camp thing, is that coming back next year? And my plan was that for the next year to do a road trip theme, not summer camp at all. But after getting a handful of requests, I decided, you know, I, I have a background in the outdoors. I, uh, an avid fan of camping. Every time I do one of these events, I'll probably camp for it anyways. And so I thought, you know, I need a shtick. I've been throwing mm-hmm. at the wall, throwing things at the wall, seeing what lands. And ultimately, before I even got the chance to adventure with too many different uh, themes, that one just stuck. And it's it's kind of my whole thing now. So are it's you a ranger? <laughs> um, so what I'm supposed to be, oh yeah, whole point of bringing that up. Um, I'm supposed to be the scoutmaster for all of these cryptids as if they're my kids at summer camp and, you know, they all come in, I vend, I show all these photos of all the adventures we've had together and I'm just uh, monetizing off of these kids. (laughs) Oh, like you're supposed to do. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Free labor, really. Yeah. That's why people have kids. Exactly. I still can't get mine to mow the yard though. (laughs) I got mine to take a... out the garbage today, so that was exciting. It's a small thing. That is nice. <laughs> it's, a, it's little steps. Yeah, just work your way up to it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your background in the outdoors, like you said? What have, what's that so, about? Uh, growing up, I, I grew up in rural Ohio. Um, and, you know, every time we'd get together for a family reunion, a uh, family vacation, no matter what we were doing as a family, it was usually going to be outdoors and we'd be camping for it. And so I was a big fan of, and you know, I was no stranger to sleeping on the ground. And uh, I would frequently go out on hikes anytime I have a free day. Getting out of the city is always my favorite thing to do. Um, anytime I decided to plan a trip, I can guarantee it was going to be somewhere where the outdoors were a pretty big uh, hub. Like West Virginia has always been a big thing of mine. Uh, Pennsylvania, uh, like the Ohio pile, Pennsylvania Alps, those regions. Um, huge fan. And when I graduated college and I was working in, I 
So when I graduated, I originally went into 3D modeling and motion graphics and animation. And when I was doing that, um, it allowed me to have a lot of free time for getting outside, you know, working remotely. And so uh, the gal I was dating at the time when I graduated college, she had a part-time job at REI, you know, the outdoor yeah. retailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we took advantage of that discount that she had quite a bit. <laughs> and so I eventually was like, hey, you know, I, I really, really want to start upgrading my gear because I just was using hand-me-down stuff, whatever I could get my hands on. I, you know, I, I was envious of all the cool things she had. I was like, I want cool toys like that. But like her discount, uh, she couldn't use it on like men's boots, for example. And so I was like, if you could get me a part-time job at REI, I'd, you know, I'd love to pick up you know, a few hours there a week. Yeah. Just get that discount upgrade all my gear and I still work there to this day because I think it's a cool co-op nice but um yeah yeah, it it definitely fuels my love of getting outside I feel like every single time I walk in there to do my uh weekly do I see something new of course I gotta get it and it's 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 perpetual but uh (laughs) yeah my love of the paycheck goes exactly it's I I work there to fuel my addiction Yeah, I've, I've always so you said that you grew up. Ooh, um, just so everyone knows, there is a tornado warning around me. So if I freeze or yeah, you're freezing. Die. As I was say, that was aptly timed because right, you're so you're one frozen for me. Am I? Am I freezing? Okay. Well, you're, Can you're you hear opposed. me now? Am I okay? <laughs> yeah. So there is a, a bad storm tornado all right so very cool um well if we never see you, you again, grew up, it was nice knowing you it was nice knowing i guess it was all right Good you grew okay. up you grew up with cryptids tell us about that was so that something when you were little or is that something just over time it's definitely something when i was little i remember um so for context my family or at least my dad's side of the family they're all from Southern Ohio. We've got a lot of history down there. We've had generations of people living down near like the Lake Hope, MacArthur, Moonville region. And for those who don't know, that area is like a hotbed for paranormal activity. I've actually had some weird encounters down there myself. Oh, you'll have to um, tell us in a minute. Oh, absolutely. I figured we'd get to that point eventually. But yeah. um, <laughs> down there, my dad's cousin, um, I'll say my uncle just to keep things simple, he is a tremendously huge history buff. And if it has anything to do with our family or uh, the history of the region, he's an expert on it. And so, you know, I just remember growing up talking to him about everything. He'd be like, oh, you know, you're XYZ related to this person 25 generations back or something crazy like that. He had it all laid out. But I remember one year uh, we got together for our family reunion and I don't remember how young I was. I was just a just a pup. But I remember the first time he was all like, hey, you know, I'm gathering your cousins up together. We're going to go down to the cemetery tonight and look at some of these old uh, headstones. I was like, ah, that sounds cool. I'm into it. I was already kind of into spooky stuff anyways. So yeah. we get out there and he's all like, okay, so I know the history is part of the reason we're here, but I brought this digital camera. We're going to see if we can catch some orbs. So I was like, what is that? What are we doing? I don't know what this is. He's like, you know, he's telling me about trying to catch ghosts on camera. And so we go there and we go down to the Moonville Tunnel that same night, which is this old 
decommissioned railway tunnel. It's now a rail trail, but it's this humongous brick structure um, that just reads Moonville over the top, named after an old uh, ghost town that's no longer there. Mm -hmm. But we went out there and we took some photos and we went back to his place and he pulled him up on his old like 2005 laptop uh, <laughs> and showing off like all the places like, oh no, that's a speck of dust. This is definitely an orb. That's a bug. I yeah. Remember that <laughs> being such like a foundational thing for me being like, oh my God, I'm out there on a ghost hunt. This is so crazy. And so from then on, I just started getting my hands on, you know, when Haunted Ohio, uh, you know, like the Haunted US, that those series mm -hmm. of books or Weird Ohio, Weird US. Yeah. And those all started coming out. You know, I got my hands on those as quickly as I could. Uh, any Ripley's Believe It or Not, I was just so engrossed in the idea of all of this. And it wasn't until my dad's friend from his old high school friend who lives out in California and writes music, he put out a song called Hymn to the Mothman at one point. Nice. And I remember my dad being like, oh, so here's the Mothman. It's actually not too far from where we grew up. Here's the legend. And uh, the rest is history. I was just fascinated from then on out. I'm, I'm glad your father shared it with you. So I, my dad's side of the family is from West Virginia. Mm -hmm. They're from Beckley, which actually has the Beast of Beckley as well. But I used to spend summers there. And not once did any one of my relatives ever mention Mothman, Flatwoods, Grafton Monster, none of that stuff. And it, I found out after the fact. I'm like, why? why then he disowned them. Things? I did disown them for that reason. So I don't speak with that side of the family because they didn't tell me about Mothman. So I'm glad you. No, it's crazy it. that some of that stuff just goes under the radar. A lot of people yeah. don't want to talk about it or they, you know, discredit it. But uh, like my whole family is like 45 minutes from Point Pleasant. And somehow it was never, that information was just never fed to me. Oh, man. Wow. It's so weird. I'd be yelling from the rooftops telling everybody. Like, I, our yeah, kids, I really wish I had gone to one of the festivals as a kid. Be nice. You'd be a different person right now, but, you know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you wouldn't be <laughs> sitting here right now. You'd be doing something different because that's pretty funny. I have a tinfoil hat on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's what I've got lining my ball caps, tinfoil. Um, Smart. I like how you're subtle. Yeah, exactly. No one can tell in public. It's just until it comes off. And then, yeah. <laughs> so, Danner, tell us about the book that came out with the Mothman and ABCs. Yeah. So, um, back in uh, actually 2018, I when I was first starting, I started following the Moth Boys when they first started their podcast. And yeah, I loved it. I was just yeah. out of school. I wanted to, you know, I was working from home. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I'm just listening to podcasts as I'm slugging through daily life. And I stumble upon theirs. It was when they were like new, new. I think they only had like five episodes out. Like I remember listening mm -hmm. to like their Sheep Squatch episode first, mm -hmm. way back in the day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, comment on their stuff. I was still somewhat new to Instagram. So it was this whole frontier that I was excited to delve into. <laughs> and when 2019 rolled around, I was at the show and I actually, that was my first vending experience okay. because I had met that summer prior in 2019, the Todd Martin of Mothman, the band. And he was like, Hey, you know, I follow you on Instagram. Uh, I like your work if you have any products at all, 
I get a table every year at the Mothman Festival that I never use over at the area where we do the hay rides. Would you like that table? And I said, yes, I would like that table. Please, yeah, please, what a please great let me have that table. I've never vended before, but I'd love to do that. And I thought to myself afterwards, as soon as I said yes, I'm like, oh, shit. Right. <laughs> That's in like two and a half weeks. I don't have any product. So my brother and I, we got together and made as much Mothman related stuff as we could as quickly as possible. And we vended it. And I got to meet the Moth Boys. And it was like really humble. And it was really humbling, really, really cool to get to meet these people I was looking up to. And it's really cool that we're such good friends now, because as soon as we had started talking, uh, Mike was like, hey, you know, I'm still pretty new to being a business owner. I want to get into doing children book illustration, because at the time he was working with kids. That was his job. And uh, or getting into writing children's books. I need an illustrator. I think you'd be perfect. I was like, you don't even know me, but that'd be awesome. (laughs) And so we uh, just became buds after that. We'd call get to know each other a little bit more I'd send him art proofs and that's how Mothman Learns the ABCs was born and since then um he's gone on to do a handful of other books with other mm-hmm. artists mm-hmm. um I don't, you know I've gone on to do illustration work for a ton of other people as well but we're actually coming back together and Mothman Learns the Colors is supposed to be out well Ooh. It, it's coming out it's supposed to be out by now we hit a few roadblocks uh between publishing and the art but uh, it is coming soon, and I'm very, very excited for that. It is going to be a three-part uh, book series at one point. Oh, that's uh, awesome. I don't know if I'm allowed to say what the third one is yet, but it's in the books as well. You can just tell us later. It's okay. Yeah. Or you can just say it. No one trilogy, And uh, it'll be pretty fun. <laughs> that's great. That is cool. Well, you talk about meeting you know, people you're fans of, and like, this is five years later and mm-hmm. the moth boys are still incredibly humble and sweet dudes. Like you would never know that they've been doing this that long. Right. And, you know, they're just, they're just normal people. Like they don't have. Oh, I, and I respect them yeah. immensely. They are yeah. some of my favorite people in the community They're And every time we get together, it's like, I'm hanging out with a best friend. We love each other. It's yeah. They're great people. And, yeah. uh, it makes me very happy that I get to work on projects with them, whether it's upfront, like, look at this, I'm doing work for it, or behind the scenes, I'm just helping them pick out a venue for an event. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love working with them. Rick was Ooh, actually going to fist fight Matt, but that never happened. So Was I going to fist fight Matt? What was that about? Pretzels. Yeah, what was that pretzels? about? Was it about pretzels? That's about pretzels. I can, ne- I can never remember who I challenge to fight and what it's about. Like, I do it so often. <laughs> I don't know. I've only ever hit Matt in the face once, and uh, (laughs) he deserved it. I I got my fill. I got my fill. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was actually it was actually a hilarious moment when uh, I'm going to go on a a tiny tangent here, but I think you'll enjoy the story. Um, Like tangents. Back at the Braxy Bazaar, I think this was two years ago, um, down in Flatwoods, or sorry, Sutton was the Flatwoods monster. (laughs) We were having this. We were having a little um, competition during the day where anyone who I think like purchased $10 or more from the Moth Boys table got a little ticket where you could join this raffle and whoever wins the raffle gets to pie one of the Moth Boys in the face. (laughs) And so, you know, Sutton, have you guys ever been to Sutton? I have. I have not. It's a very small town. Uh, Yeah, it's the next grocery store is quite a ways away 
And so we thought, you know, it'd be easy for us to find a, a, a cheap little pie or something. You know, we'll just worry about it after the fact. We'll send someone off to get it in the middle of the show. Well, we send someone off and I, th I think it was, I can't remember if it was Mike or Bonnie, but we had the hardest time finding this pie. And what we had to land on was a cake from one of the delis of one of the nearby stores. Um, fresh out of the store, fresh out of the little glass container. Uh, we had this like little three layer cake. It's probably about that thick. And when the day came to an end and we went to go raffle off the thing, whoever had won, whoever had the ticket, they didn't respond. They weren't around. And so we just defaulted to the next person and we found like no one was responding, but we really, really want to do this. You know, it's getting late in the day. The event's almost <laughs> over. And so what a missed say, hey, opportunity, man. It is a missed opportunity. So they said, Danner, how do you feel about uh, hitting Mothboy <laughs> Matt in the face of this cake? I said, I would be honored to hit Mothboy <laughs> Matt in the face of the cake. Being fresh from the deli, mind you, this cake was still frozen. I had no idea. <laughs> I stand in there. We're recording this for like Instagram live. And I really plan it on them. I kind of put my back into it because I'm expecting this thing to explode. Right. Yeah. Instead, like a like a, a brick coated in cake. It just splats him in the face, does not fall apart at all. And I just come away with an imprint of his oh nose right into the icing. I, I can't remember if his nose bled. I don't think it did, but I felt so bad. You know, it was easily the funniest thing that's happened between the two. <laughs> I was going to ask him about his horrible facial deformities, but now I know why. Now you know. Yeah. Yeah. That answers that's, it. that's the reason uh, that, that explains Dan it all. and the cake. He was really handsome <laughs> before that. It was pretty tragic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, if you zoom in on his face, it's like one of those uh, solid Im uh, still images from Ren and Stimpy where you can see all the... <laughs> Oh yeah, exactly. Some stuff, yeah. That's 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 Matt's face up close. Poor oh, Matt. I love it. Poor Matt. <laughs> I love him. Now, now I am gonna fight him. I'm gonna fight him at Cryptid National. Have to do yeah, it. bring a cake. Bring a cake. I should <laughs> bring a cake. I'm, I'm soft pretzels and a cake now. No hard pretzels. Nope. It, it will. He, he likes soft like... pretzels. Yeah. Oh, so, I thought you were really gonna bring hard ones just to piss him off. No. If I'm gonna give him the pretzels, I'll give him the pretzels first, and then I hit him in the face with the cake. <laughs> I mean, here's something land. you love, and here's something that is nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> Reminding of simpler times. <laughs> All right, so let's get into your experiences. Mm -hmm. So I've had a handful of strange encounters that they they sort of border the strange. I I it's a better preface. I I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation for some of them. Oh, absolutely. But there there are two of them that I I can't quite figure out what exactly was going on. But one of them takes me back to Moonville near my hometown or my fam where my family's from. And uh, it is now a rail trail that runs underneath this bridge. And it extends for miles, goes through another tunnel as well, uh, you know, from one town to the other. You're on this trail. And you know how rail trails are. They're totally flat. You're on one side. You can look that way. You can look that way. If there's no one around, there's no one around. Mm-hmm. But there's this one section of the trail where the city of Moonville once stood. And it's been completely raised since then, mind you. It's got like a telephone pole, a few stone foundations, but that's it. And the gal I was dating at the time, we were out there hiking around. My brother was supposed to be with me, but for whatever reason, he wasn't able to join. So it was just the two of us. And she is a 
complete skeptic, mind you. Mm. But we get to this place and we're looking for these foundations and we can't find them anywhere. It's like, she just leaves on the ground. We're pushing things away, trying to figure out where exactly this town was. We're like, we can see the telephone pole, so we know we're in the right spot, but I can't find anything. And so it's not until we hear this commotion coming up from over the ridge off of the path that we're like, okay, that's got to be where everything is. Clearly, there are people up there walking around. We can hear things moving in the bushes. Uh, we can hear people speaking. Um, we get up to the top of the hill, and there's no one. It's like the audio just like cuts as soon as we get up there and we notice we could hear the people again down on the path. So we walk back down to the path, you know, we're looking both ways and it's flat out there. Like it's Ohio has its hilly parts, but when Ohio gets flat, it gets flat. Yeah. And we're looking down this rail pit, a rail trail. And there's just no sign that anyone had come through here at all recently. We don't see any large animals. We start making some commotion, see if we can spook something, if it's like a deer or something nearby. Nothing. And, but clear as day, we heard people speaking as if they were maybe only 50 feet from us. It was really, really strange. And hmm. I think after that, she was a bit of a believer. She's like, there's no way I can explain this. Yeah. It's very, yeah. very weird. So what, what do you think that is? Because immediately I think, I, I'm a big fan of time slips and that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like that, to me, it's my preferred answer. I wasn't sure if it was to be perceived as something like that or like a ghostly presence. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we didn't get any of the telltale, like, uh, you know, there, there was no different temperature I, as I, that I could notice. There was no uh, other strange occurrences. I wasn't feeling lethargic. I wasn't, I didn't feel like anything was sapping anything from the area around us. It was almost as if we just walked into something that was happening on its own it was just completely invisible to us hmm. it didn't feel like we were trying to be contacted it just felt like we were walking through a populated space yeah like it wasn't there for you you just happened to experience it exactly yeah yeah i get that okay yeah i like those kinds of experiences yeah that's cool it was really weird and we were out there we had been on that trail for like a mile and a half so like the road was way back so somebody, a skeptic would come in and say, you were hearing stuff from miles away and due to the increase in elevation on one side, it reverberated and you heard it. Like it's, you know. Just and say like, that's I, what I you're could, saying. I could maybe get that. That's you. I could totally get that. Like if the sound was traveling, but yeah, if it were traveling down that path, it, it was really traveling because it sounded like those people were right there. Yeah. It was very strange. That's really cool though. And I know that's not and me, then, Laura. I've changed my ways. All right. <laughs> We've, we haven't had any experiences, but. No. I'm being that was really the only. Them. Oh, sorry. I said I'm that being was really the only big. I keep interrupting you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got a delay. <laughs> oh, Rick, geez. what were you going to say? Dana, what were you going to say? <laughs> Up until that point, that was like the only like major thing. I've had a few little like, oh, that was weird. I saw something out of my corner of my eye. But mm -hmm. it wasn't until. Uh this most recent year in 2022 that I was at wild and weird con with Joe. Are you, I assume you guys follow wild and weird. Yeah. It's Joe. Yeah. Perdue, right? Okay. Yeah. Joe and Ron. Yeah. Um, Ron Lan Ron Lanham. yeah. I love those guys. Yeah. But I was working their event down South of Charleston uh, in Logan for wild and weird con. And they caught some strange footage of a humanoid on infrared. 
the footage got pretty big. You might you may have even seen it um, last year. There was a lot of buzz about it. But the next day we went back with the infrared trying to figure out exactly what this might have been, you know, size up in the daylight, what we might have been catching. And the long story short for that one is that we weren't able to get down into the ravine wherever this uh, like seven foot tall naked figure would have been standing. We, we couldn't get back down there. But on our way out, I was carrying around this little Geiger counter that they wanted me to tote around just to keep an eye on background radiation when it started spiking and our communications between the walkie talkies was completely cut and they started like chirping as if they're low on battery. But we had just pulled them out of the truck half an hour prior off the charger and we're like, that's pretty strange. And so we're walking out of the woods. The sun is starting to set. And we're looking at the tree line with this little infrared camera when we start to see these little lights buzzing around. We're like, oh, yeah, I, I think uh, Joe was looking through it first. He's like, oh, yeah, if you check this out, we can see these planes over here. It's or satellites or something. We weren't sure what mm -hmm. it was. And so I was like, oh, let me see. I want to take it. I started looking around with it. And we eventually caught this satellite that was completely invisible to the naked eye. Start doing these really, really bizarre almost yeah. circling back on themselves formation movements and there were two of them sort of tangoing we thought maybe they were a bird a bat or a bug but we pointed that camera at everything we could for the next hour trying to figure out what this thing was like oh if it's a bird maybe it looks like that but we found some bats and bats like flicker in and out because the wing passes between the body mm -hmm. and the camera and uh it's these things were just a solid white sphere and there's a setting on the infrared camera that puts a little like crosshair on the hottest thing in an image. So like if you pointed it at the sun, uh, at the, uh, I can't think of the word, point at the horizon, like the treetops are all the hottest thing. Or if you point at the clouds after sunset, it was pretty hot. But no matter what, whenever we were looking at this, that little dot was the hottest thing in the image. That was clearly emitting a decent amount of heat, yet completely mm -hmm. invisible to the naked eye and making these strange formations. And it wasn't until it got really weird that it just zipped. And we managed to catch this all on film. And it just zipped off to the horizon as fast as like a jet. It was insane. I've never seen anything like it. So what do you so think it was? What's your, what's your thought on that? I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't want to jump the gun and be like, it was a UFO. It was some sort of craft up there. Mm -hmm. But it didn't. If I had only seen it buzzing around and making shapes, I would have thought maybe it was some sort of bird. But seeing it suddenly take off at breakneck speed toward the horizon made me think it had to be man-made. And there was no noise. Somewhere. Right? No noise. Completely yeah. invisible. Hmm. It was wild. Well, you, you say you don't want to call it a UFO or a UAP, but that's the literal definition. You it is. It. I guess I, I guess in terms of like connotation, I didn't want to yeah. jump to being like it's aliens. Yeah. Well, they just call it you call it a UAP. Then. It was it was a bona fide UAP then. Yeah. There we go. You have UFO does. I think UAP now means aliens too. I think it's it's reached that point. But yeah, UFO definitely does. It's a a UST, an unidentified sky thing. There you go. Okay. I'm I like branding that. that right now. All right. GST. Mark it down. <laughs> trademark it. Say TM, TM, TM a bunch after that. Trademark, 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 trademark. There you go. You got it. <laughs> Disney, don't That's, sue me. It's legally binding. <laughs> right.
It's a verbal contract. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you live in Ohio. Tell us about one of your favorite local legends. Um, I'm a big fan. Ooh, let's see. We've got a lot of good ones. A lot of the Ohio legends border on the side of the paranormal. Like there are a ton of ghosts. We don't get a mm-hmm. whole lot of really popular like alien or cryptids other than like uh, critters in the Ohio River, uh, mm-hmm. the Loveland Frog, but for the and uh, I guess Bessie as well. But that's not strictly Ohio. But uh, we have a ton of ghost stories. But I really, really love the idea of those little melon head guys that everyone talks about. <laughs> Yeah. up near like the Mansfield area I mean there are a handful of sightings all over the place but I first heard about them up by Mansfield but the melon-headed children uh I, it scared the shit out of me when I was younger I just remember that tale like really really embedding embedding itself mm-hmm. into me and uh you know it scared me at night anytime my parents would be driving along a dark road I just would not look out the windows because like I don't want to <laughs> see these kids out on the side of the highway <laughs> but uh it holds a special place in my heart and I would love to do artwork of them, but it's hard to ask I take if all you have, of these. Yeah. I haven't. I've, I've, I guess I have drawn them before, but I've never made it like part of Conjure Dust. Mm-hmm. All of the monsters that I, there's like a vetting process whenever I choose one of my creatures to do my encounter series on. It's yeah. would they make a cute camper in the little outfit? Mm-hmm. And so I try to avoid some of the ones that are like really, really out there or very, very strange body or if they're huge. Like, I'm not going to do the slide rock bolter because I couldn't fit that right. guy into a uniform. <laughs> he can't join the scouts. <laughs> and so uh, I've tried in the past to make the melon head kids look cute. And it's uh, it's not it's easy. Hard. It's all right. <laughs> well, now you just start picking all of the ugly cryptids and weird stuff and you separate it from your other work and you put them in. I don't know, pick an antagonist for Boy Scouts and then put, put them They're like in the those. bully group. Yeah, bully there you it's like uh, Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. Like, put them in the varsity jacket and everything like that. They could just be... They could be That's actually not a bad idea. It's right. TM, TM, TM. You owe me now. TM, 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 TM. <laughs> no, I already said it. That's a shit. <laughs> you missed your opportunity. You did. You weren't fast. The latency would work for me. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording, so I've got evidence. <laughs> Fine thing. That would be cool. All right, um, so... Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. No, go but ahead. outside of that, um, Ohio, in terms of the cryptid department, it, it's just, it's just okay. Frogman's cool. Bessie's cool. <laughs> but I, I love West Virginia and Pennsylvania sightings. I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of like the vegetable man, things like that. Yeah. I think veggie man's definitely top, definitely favorite. Speaking good. of Mothboy Mike, he's got his veggie yeah. book. Yeah. He did with Valley Yeah, Raven, I was to name drop somebody else. Look at that. Full circle. Full circle. Yeah. I really, really love that little book. And Kristen did a great job with it. I love her work as well. Yeah. Um, and I think it was fitting that she did it because she really pioneered, I think, people's knowledge of the vegetable man. Every time you see a documentary online, you go to YouTube, you type in Veggie Man, and you see any video, it's going to feature her art, whether yeah. she knows it or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. I mean, hopefully it all comes back to her. You know, I know there's... Yeah. It does. I, I really like what she's been doing with... Uh, her Patreon and whatnot, poor friend, Valley Raven. And mm-hmm. uh, she and I have actually been talking about some uh, collaborations coming up that you might be hearing about in the near future. Oh, exclusive. Yeah. I don't think I've actually spoken about that yet, but yeah, she and I have our hands in uh, something cool right now. 
Nice. Oh, I can't wait. If, for people who are listening, if you guys don't follow Bally Raven, and if you're listening to these guys, odds are you've heard of Bally Raven. And she's Which just a she she just draws a lot of water in the cryptid community. Um yeah. But well, go follow Bally Raven if you haven't. You should start doing those posts that like uh Jamie Snell and Jen Clower are doing where they post little snippets of their battles. Oh, yeah. For, like Cryptid Bash. Oh, Do I that. Should. Like, yeah, if you're working on something with Bally Raven, just here's my little little corner of it. You can see a finger. Yeah. Here's, yeah. Do something like that. That'd be cool. Oh, and I, Jen and Jamie have the best like relationship dynamic in terms of them bending. It's 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 really cool. They're great people. I was they just at their house the other day, actually. Wow. They don't live that. too far from me. That's cool. We're gonna have Jen on the show. We've already had Jamie, so yeah. TP their house for me. What's that? Oh yeah, TP their house. TP it or agate. You know, whatever you want to do is fine. I mean, I would definitely won't. <laughs> fine. Let's do it next time I'm going through where. Yeah, we'll do it. They are. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I mean, if if things happen, if you know eggs show up on their house, uh, don't be too surprised. But I, I'm not gonna do it. I promise, I'm not gonna do it. That's fair. so this part of the show danner is when rick likes to ask you questions and they usually yes or no or maybe or you can elaborate yeah i do love elaborating if you couldn't tell (laughs) (laughs) well hope you get the next hour and a half free uh but no so what i like to do is i like to call out cryptids and then get your take on them it can be if you believe them as, or not. Yeah. As simple as it's real or it's fake or if what you think it is and elaborate. I'll tell you if you're wrong or not, because there are wrong answers. There are <laughs> not wrong answers. So we'll, <laughs> so we'll start. We'll go with my personal favorite, Bigfoot. What do you think? Yes. Good answer. Good answer. I think there are like 15 asterisks after it, but yes, yeah. I, I <laughs> definitely believe Bigfoot's real. Yeah. It's like the Barry Bonds of the uh, cryptid world. All those asterisks after his. <laughs> exactly. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. I, I agree. Uh, how about Loch Ness Monster? Uh, I, I got to say no. I, I don't believe the Loch Ness Monster one, unfortunately. The cool Virgin? tale. Yes. And I think that there might have been something at one point out there. It's mm-hmm. like the 1700s sightings seem a little weird with the monk that was all spooked by him. Yeah. But uh, I think there are so many hoaxes around it that i just yeah it's it's disheartening for me yeah i agree that's correct answer two for two that's good let's uh (laughs) tread on dangerous ground mothman yes yes now i have to ask what do you what do you think i think if there was ever a sighting that could potentially be and and i don't usually subscribe to this realm of belief but Mm. if ever there was a being that came to visit us from another dimension uh i think mothman would have to take that position it just seems there are so many weird occurrences with ufos men in black uh it's just there was clearly something going on and you guys have been to point pleasant it's the sleepiest little town on the ohio river there's nothing that sets it apart from any other city there's no reason that many government goons need to be buzzing around that area questioning people like saying oh you see this oh no you didn't something was going on and even if it was just an escaped terrestrial thing (laughs) 
it doesn't explain so many of the weird sightings where like people saw it and they got pink eye afterwards and right? stuff like that. Like there was some weird radiation or something coming off of this thing that just is not exhibited by anything that we have around here. And I, right. it's, I, I can't wrap my head around it, but something was going on. It, that's uh, a good answer as well. <laughs> that's, that's good. I'll accept that because you use the qualifier if thumbs up on that one. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, if, if then yes, I agree. So good, good. Uh, we'll jump, we'll jump uh, to one that is split in twain. There is the Chupacabra. So there's the Puerto Rican Chupacabra. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Aaron Deese, Texas Terror Dog. I definitely so, think yeah. they're two very separate things. I do love that they're both called Chupacabra, though. And I enjoy some of the discourse that comes from that, just because <laughs> sometimes I enjoy watching people argue. Yeah. But I will say I definitely think the dog one is probably a critter with some sort of mange or rabies or something weird but uh i think the idea of the uh puerto rican one i really really love that one i love those stories um do i think it was an alien i don't necessarily think so but it was definitely something that wasn't just a normal a standard critter that you'd see out and about in the uh, wilderness the, the strangest explanation I've heard for the Chupacabra in Puerto Rico sighting was the fact that the movie Species had just come out. That was the, like, that's their whole explanation. <laughs> like, okay, it was a movie with a lizard, lizard-like alien in it that just came out. Yeah, that, that happens. Sense. But it's like every year. I've never heard that connection before. Yeah, it's, it's in, it may have been Monster Talk or something. One of the skeptic programs I listened to that talked about that. You know, when Joe, Joe Nickel comes on and says it's all horned owls and herons, like that's everything. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, that totally makes sense because, I mean, it, it, there are a ton of, you know, uh, a horror movie comes out. So then what's Here's killing the sheep, example. Rick? The government. What's draining the blood? It's the blood draining for me that really makes it seem like something's going on. The, yeah. like the, the surgical precision holes and stuff like yeah. that and even the stuff on like skinwalker ranch think whatever you will about skinwalker ranch the like <laughs> surgical precision holes and st- on critters whether it's like you know on their neck or their yeah. anus it's something's going on yeah i agree i agree let's but, see uh, let's i'm oh, sorry i know you're good there's a whole lot of delay here so for the listeners we're talking over each other <laughs> yeah, sorry about that <laughs> it's uh, all my it, fault. Yeah, it's, it's actually Laura's fault, Dana. It's not yeah. yours. I was going. I normally blame the guest, but I know it's Laura's fault this time. <laughs> it's the tornado. It, the government yeah. put that tornado there because they knew we'd be talking about high strangeness. Well, yeah. yeah. They don't yeah. want us to spread the truth. They, they they took their finger off of the gas button and put it on the weather button, and now it's coming <laughs> after Laura. And like so, we, we uh, had it, we had a train thing. crash scheduled for today, but we'll do a tornado instead, right. specifically <laughs> for this. <laughs> <laughs> they have a they have a wheel they spin and what is going to happen oh it's yeah just random it's like well, oh, i love that idea yeah. uh, oh we got cocaine in the white house uh-uh. <laughs> oh but that yeah i digress um let's go laura's neck of the woods she has a personal connection to this what do you think about thunderbirds in all forms um I don't think, I think that there are enough sightings out there of unusually large 
birds or just unusually large flying animals to lend some credibility credibility to oversized birds existing for sure mm-hmm. um it is kind of hard to judge things though in the air with no frame of reference so i can see how a lot of people who may think they saw something with a wingspan the size of a bus might have been a wingspan the size of a sedan and that's still a big bird but it's right. not like outside of the realm of possibility big um I don't necessarily subscribe to like the Thunderbird holy creature that carries the storm and rains on its back. But I do believe there are large flying critters out there that uh, do get unusually big. What about like a pterosaur? I want to believe. I so badly want like the Van Meter visitor yeah. to be real. I was going to ask that's such a That's such a good tale. Um, I'm actually working on a piece that features the Van Meter visitor right now. Ooh. And, Is uh, it just a pterodactyl wearing a headlamp? <laughs> I should oh man <laughs> and a horn oh, the I don't know why I didn't think about this before but because they're all little campers it'd be really yeah. cute if he just wore a little headlamp. like strap around the headlamp ah, that's yeah. a cute idea trademark it Rick trademark, 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 trademark. Team, team. <laughs> <laughs> all right now you have to fight Jonathan Dodd since he's got his uh design he did for Jeremiah Bigfoot Society have you seen that the Van Meter Visitor one yeah yeah, it's great. Okay, yeah, it's wicked. I didn't know. Oh, was mine is nowhere near as great as that. My piece is actually. Oh, I, I'll, stop. I'll talk about it. Um, the piece is not Van Meter visitor centric. Um, are you guys aware of the postcard I have where it's like the campfire with the eight monsters sitting around it? Yes. Uh, Mark yes. roasted marshmallows. Yeah. I've decided that. Uh, so those are the first eight monsters in my encounter series I ever put up. Before I even knew it was going to be a series, for sure. I just put out nine designs. I did eight cryptids or eight creatures. And I'm trying to adjust my speech because I keep saying cryptid. I'm trying to fix myself on that because not all these monsters are cryptids. Um, eight monsters and then one UFO sighting. And then going forward with the rest of the series, that was the that was sort of the standard I was going by. Eight monsters and a UFO. Eight monsters, UFO, yada, yada, yada. And so with the popularity of that particular postcard, I'm now putting out a set of four postcards featuring each of the sets of the eight sitting around. Oh. And so this one, yeah, I've got the Chupacabra, uh, Champy, Van Meter Visitor, Tizzy Wizzy, um, <laughs> Momo, Hopkinsville Goblin, and the Snallygaster all sitting around uh, eating hot dogs. Goodness. And so it's, that's going to be the next print I put out. And so I'm, uh, I'm enjoying that one. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get some of your stuff to adorn my walls now. You can't, I'm in a hotel, so you can't see them behind me, but yeah, like my office walls are covered in artwork. So I'll, I'll, I'll get some of yours and add it to it for sure. Cause I haven't done that yet. I feel bad. I'll make it happen. I'll put together a care package. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always feel bad. It's just depending what am I feeling bad about right now? It's, <laughs> it's that. Um, so I, I think you've touched on Van Meter. So we'll, we'll do two more and I'll save special one for last um what do you think about flatwoods flatwoods monster is such a strange case that would be really easy to hoax unfortunately Mm -hmm. it's a cool story and it's one of my favorite stories if the veggie Mm -hmm. man was not a thing i would say the flatwoods monster is definitely like my peak favorite for the west virginia region yeah but I know a lot of people say, oh, but the three kids, they all asked separately to draw what they saw. Uh, How do you explain the dog freaking out? How do you explain the burning metallic smell floating in the air? It's these are all like hearsay 
ideas. And it is cool that it spurred Project Blue Book. That's really, really cool. But there's probably a light in the sky. A lot of people saw that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about the monster itself. Again, cool cryptid. Love yeah. it. Yeah. But I just, I, I think it was a hoax. It's reasonable. It's reasonable. So I'm staying in West Virginia for the final one. And I saved this for last because Valley Raven and Mothboy Matt just released a design of the Grafton monster based on his theory, uh, which I posted in our Facebook group for anybody to go look at. And I actually ordered one of the prints. But yeah, what do you think about Grafton? How do you think about the Grafton monster? What it was, I have no idea. I, it's hard for me to form a theory, but I yeah. actually think there's a bit of credibility to the Grafton monster. What with mm-hmm. all of the big impressions in the ground uh, mm-hmm. when they went back to check out the scene. But, and I'm only saying this because Mike personally spoke to the family after Bob's death. And I did that little piece for them uh, for the little memorial of his and uh mm-hmm. According to Mike, uh, they it seems like he took that story to his grave. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's impressive. I feel like uh, a lot of the people who make these sightings, especially as far back as the 60s, um, eventually, you know, they'll be like, oh, you know, it was, I'm tired of telling the story. You can kind of see they lose steam. But it, it seems to me like Bob really took that story with him to the grave. Yeah. And I think that lends a bit of credibility, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree. Okay. I like his well, theory. You, I do too. The, uh, oh, the silicon idea. Silicon, yeah. 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 He actually mentioned that on our podcast too. It it's his, a cool idea. Yeah. It was the first time I'd heard that. And I mm-hmm. thought, that's awesome. Do I believe it? I don't know. Probably not, but it's cool. It is cool. <laughs> it is cool. And again, like all these things, do I believe it? I don't know, but they're cool. Yeah. Where I land. I feel bad like discrediting so many of these monsters but you, you have to take everything with a grain of salt you can't believe everything and the, for those listening uh, that's not to say I don't love these creatures uh-huh. the little dog Chupacabra I love him he's a cool little guy I love drawing him. there's a reason my Chupacabra is based on the dog one it's, I'm just more partial yeah. to that design but uh, whether or not I think it's an actual thing that happened that's that's a little that's up for debate but I still love the characters so much. That's good. You can have a separation. Mm-hmm. You can enjoy everything, but still be, be skeptical. Right. Yeah, be skeptical. There's healthy skepticism and then there's debunking. So healthy skepticism is always a good thing. And that's that's what I try to keep is healthy skepticism. I can talk. You can't talk. Can't All talk. right. So <laughs> rapid fire questions. Are you ready? There are also right. wrong answers to this. Okay. Are these all yes or no, or are they just like whatever's off the top of my head? I'm doing whatever's do my off best the top not of to your head. Go on tangents. No, it's fine. You can go on tangents. It's cool. We love it. Who was your first celebrity crush? First celebrity cl- crush was probably uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Ooh, yeah. Let me guess. Fight Club. Uh, yes, Fight Club was good. Um, but I, for some reason, I, 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 her look in the Harry Potter movies really did it for me when I was younger. Oh, Bellatrix. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good answer. We haven't had that. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 30 now. Uh, I'm just a little guy. I'm a lot younger than a lot of people in the community. And it feels weird being 30. I feel like an old man, but, uh, yeah. no, it is, <laughs> I'm definitely the baby when it comes to a lot of the creators around here. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, you, yeah, most of them have 30 or 40 years on you. It's just <laughs> <laughs> like right. mostly, yeah, like me and Jamie. Uh, um, yeah, well, like, what were the, like, <laughs> really, really anything of hers when she showed up in any of the, uh, uh, like Sweeney Todd stuff like that? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's, that's good. good. That's good. That was, that's a good answer. I'll, I approve. That's good. Plus, she's creepy what? adjacent. So, yeah. yeah. What was the last band that you listened to? The last band I listened to, it doesn't count as a band, but this is a little embarrassing to say, but I was uh, <laughs> listening to Jason Derulo about 20 minutes before we came on here, <laughs> Nice, which is not my usual rotation. Um, I was just down at Lake Hope for a uh, reunion recently, and uh, between that and hanging out with a friend recently, I've been going down memory lane, and so I've been listening to a lot of like early 2000s mixes on Instagram, or not Instagram, on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was rocking out to some Jason Delulo. All right, nothing wrong with that. I only know one song of his, and I couldn't tell you what the name of it is. But it, it, yeah, it, yeah, I know a couple, but yeah. Well, since you're on Spotify, <laughs> I'm gonna send you a link so we can have a blend mix together because those are fun. Sure, I love blend mixes. I have a, a ton of my friends, and I have shared blend mixes. My Spotify streaming is pretty cringe, so I apologize for that. Ahead no, that's time, fine. But, <laughs> but I made one time. with. I made one with Dodd and we're like 84% compatible in our music, which is weird. I love oh, that. this I'll this need to make you, one with Dodd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see the matchup now. You're gonna have to do this with everybody and see how yeah. see. Yeah, just cut them out like if they're under a certain threshold. Like if you have like a 30% <laughs> threshold, just cut them out of your life. Weed them Unfriend out. them. Yeah. Unfriend, yeah. unfollow. That's it. Lock report. <laughs> Toilet paper over or under? I'm an over guy. That's correct. Yeah, there's no there's no other option. <laughs> and I own a cat. So there you go. For yeah. people who say I roll it under so the cat doesn't unroll it. Uh, oh, it's yeah. just placebo. It is. It absolutely is. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite breakfast food? Uh, bagels and cream cheese. I'm a classy guy. Uh, do you toast your bagels though oh yeah what kind of bagel? like an everything bagel okay uh, uh, i'll toast it i'll put a little bit of uh well lately i've been using usually i just put garlic powder on it but lately i've been using uh appalachian huntsman's grafton garlic seasoning um, nice and so either that or i will do nori well i'll put cream cheese down with nori and kimchi Those oh, are my two classy bagels yeah, that's what he said. He's classy. Yeah, classy bagel. <laughs> I just I just smear some uh, Philadelphia cream cheese on a Lenders bagel, and like this, is all I got. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, there's something wrong sec- with that. My second class. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite cartoon growing up? Uh, I was a big fan of uh, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and it wasn't. And this this isn't gonna surprise anybody but it was a little <laughs> after like growing up but camp laszlo i really enjoyed oh camp laszlo is great yeah that makes perfect but sense ed Nettie was definitely my favorite show like as a child okay couldn't do it ed Nettie. It's, it was just so perfectly it. stupid i think that's why i enjoyed it. i think it, it's what permanently altered my sense of humor <laughs> it's like that and homestar runner oh there you go. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I changed my answer. If Homestar Runner, I know it's not like a TV cartoon, yeah, but that was probably my favorite animated okay. thing okay. I consumed as yeah, a Yeah, we, we count that. That's fine. 
what world record do you think you have a shot at beating? Okay, let me think about it. I get, every joke that came into my head was very not PG-13. That's okay. <laughs> We're not PG. Yeah, it's fine. Just rapid fire every dirty thought you just had. Oh, you don't want me to do that. Um, I would say <laughs> if I could have a world record for anything, I'd say it's probably... I I could probably go for a world record of weird old west paraphernalia. I'm a big fan of collecting uh okay, antiques that are related to I, so the aesthetic of my living room, you only see a, a quarter of it right now. Um but and a ton of it's still in storage. But I uh collect a ton of like old western antiques but I blend it with a sort of like Western Gothic aesthetic. So I've got a lot of like black spooky stuff, skulls, animal bones, etc. cetera. Uh, like a ton of bones on this wall that I'm sitting across from like ghost sighting paintings and stuff like that. Um, combined with old like wagon wheels and pickaxes and stuff like that. I, and it's, it's two things that fascinate me. So I feel like if, if, if cool. there ever was a, a record for, spooky haunted mining equipment i might have that (laughs) the only owner of doc holiday's bedpan exactly (laughs) something like that i love shit like that actually let's try to find that so for on ebay doc holiday's bed all right last (laughs) rapid fire question do you consider a hot dog a sandwich you know i thought about that recently and my initial and my gut reaction was no it's not a sandwich and I thought about it. Uh, when you think about like a hoagie or like meatball subs, they are often cut the same way a bun is, just flip 90 degrees. And so considering the only thing that separates it from that would just be the way you hold it. The fact that I think the bread is the vessel, I think that's what is important and makes it sandwich adjacent. Do I think if I were to say, what's your favorite sandwich? <laughs> and someone said hot dog, I'd hot say, dog. you're an idiot. <laughs> But I think if someone said, hey, you know, the person who invented this originally did it with two slices of bread, I would not be too surprised. I'd say, you know, that seems like a reasonable starting place. I think the invention of the hot dog was, I think they had sandwich on the mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. They That's wanted a whole sandwich with one hand. That's what it exactly. It's, it, it was, they were just being efficient. Yeah. The, the thing that I've landed on, and I've said this every time now, is why well, I, I didn't land on it. Somebody did, and I can't remember who it was, but I liked what they said. They said as me. long as it was, it was you. <laughs> you said in the past, for now, that if you take anything, you could have a burrito, and if you introduce a hot dog into it, you start sliding it in there, there's a point where that becomes a hot dog because you've introduced the hot dog. So you could take anything. You could take a hamburger and slide mm. a hot dog into it, and it that that McDonald's dollar menu hamburger becomes a hot dog magically when it ends when it enters the does the hot dog stop making those hand motions right does the hot dog have to be uh intact like when you cut up a hot dog and put it in like chili or mac and cheese does that nullify the hot dog's presence I think it does yeah okay so as long as it's a whole hot dog inserted then it becomes a hot dog I like the way you yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I, I yeah, finally I someone does. It. Right. It's it had to be one of them out there. <laughs> so I guess the jury's out. Hot dog's a hot dog. Okay. Hot dog, hot dog. Yeah, Actually, the hot dog is a template. 
this is like the uh, <laughs> all all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares kind of thing. That's so that's how I feel. Yeah, every but you've got a crazy asinine version that I can respect. <laughs> <laughs> Every every sandwich, not every sandwich is a hot dog, but every hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> I love it. Makes sense. Something. Yeah. Something. Dan, where can people find you? Uh, so my primary uh, social media is Instagram right now. Uh, and I'm on Facebook. I do have a TikTok. It's fallen to the wayside. But if you want to find me and see my most reliable posting schedule, uh, Instagram's the way to go. And across all of them, uh, the handle is always the same. It's ConjureDust, C-O-N-J-U-R-E-D-U-S-T underscore designs. That's how you can find me. Okay. And what events do you have coming up? Uh, the next event I have is, I don't know when this is going to air, but uh, this Friday on the 14th, I'm doing a show here in Columbus uh, for Friendship Flea during Franklinton Friday's um, there's a cute little brewery down in Franklinton called Taffs, and I'm going to be set up there with a handful of other artists. It's this whole multi-block event that we do in Columbus on Fridays. It's like the second Friday of every month, I think. <clears throat> but um, it's my first time vending it, so that should be fun. But after nice. that, assuming this airs after that, my next big show would be the weekend after in Circleville, Ohio, which is where the famous pumpkin festival is held every year. There's a Halloween in July that I'm vending, and I'm very cool. Excited about. That should be a pretty big show. Are you going to be and then what else? Bash? After that, uh, crap, cri- crafted bash, crafted bash. Oh, after man. that, crafted. Trademark, trademark, trademark. New trademark. name. <laughs> but um, uh, crafted bash is the next big one. After that, there's a show on the fifth in Huntington that I'm considering doing at the Loud. It is a Shrek themed event. <laughs> okay, and I was. Do it. I was invited out there and I really, really want to do it just for the, uh, the novelty of it. Mm-hmm. Right. I do have to move some things around on my schedule just because it's getting busy prepping for Crypto Bash. And so uh, right before it, Crypto sure. Bash, I'm camping with my family at Mohican. But I, there's a good chance I'll be there. Well, if you need somebody so gonna... to fill in for you at REI, I'll do it if you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they know that I vend. I, I just have to, I, I talk to my manager. I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm going to be gone for these weeks. And they're like, okay, come back whenever you can. So are you going to wear very, your, uh, your scout outfit and put like green face makeup on? So you blend in with the Shrek people? I was thinking maybe not doing the scout outfit for that. I've done some shows in the past where I've just dressed completely different. Earlier this year in January, I did a show that was all uh, like vintage circus themed. And I did oh. that. I don't know if you saw it on my Instagram, but I did a, a big like ringmaster style outfit for that. And that was a lot of fun. Nice. But uh, I was thinking about being one of uh, the merry men if I do this show. Oh, nice. <laughs> I just heard oh, see- about the show yeah. uh, yesterday. So I... It's a quick turnaround, but I, I'm sure I could think of something. I want. To I was going to suggest Lord Farquaad, but you know you can do whatever you want to do. It's fine. <laughs> Just do like stand on my knees behind the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do your best John Lithgow impression. All right. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah, for real. <laughs> All right. So after Cryptid Bash, what else do you got? Anything? After Cryptid Bash, uh, then I really start busting my ass getting into the more serious event season, prepping for Mothman. I do have uh, 
Squonkapalooza. That's actually yeah. the weekend. Cool. It's the day before my birthday. Oh, that's so right. Lisa's going to do a, a big uh, birthday bash for you there. Right? It was supposed to be a surprise, Laura. Shut up. Shut up. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a little bit of a, a conjure Dan celebration. Should be fun. Uh, there, I've been talking to Lisa about maybe getting some people out and throwing a little after party. Um, nice. My brother might be tagging along because his birthday is uh, the day after mine. And so oh, wow. kind of a double birthday, but uh, he might be busy that week. But then right after that, it's it's going to be breakneck moment trying to prepare for the Flatwoods Monster Convention and the Flatwood and the uh, Mothman Fest. Because those absolutely kicked my ass last year. Well, the oh, Mothman I'm sure. Fest did. Yeah. And they're just Very a week cool. apart from each other. Oh, boy. It's running the gauntlet. Uh, yeah. Well, this Problems has been awesome. Done. Thank you so much yeah. for being on. Oh, it's my pleasure. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. Oh, I'm happy to finally so be nice on. It's Rex, nice to be a lie people... like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we totally believe you. Right? I just met you guys today. <laughs> <laughs> we had no idea who we were. Yeah, I, Rex... I think I think you, this email was for someone else. I just clicked it. Right. And... It, was, it was supposed you to go to somebody else link. named Danner. It's a very common name. Just a mistake. Yeah, there's yeah, so many Danners out there. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so, Laura, but you're going to ask guys. me. Oh, you're welcome. Um, Laura was going to ask me, where can we be found? Because I kept yeah, seeing her do it. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Uh, so, we, we're on <laughs> Facebook, Instagram. I think we're still on Twitter. We have moved to Threads. We're on um, Threads now. Tick, the TikToks, for some reason. Uh, we're also on OnlyFans, OnlyFeet, Christian Mingle, Only Farmers feet. Only. Uh, <laughs> parlor truth social mastodon um we've got our weekly show on newsmax um i've got the newsletter i write for oan um, and my radio show with tucker carlson will be back also next week <laughs> Thank tucker you. carlson doesn't believe in bigfoot <laughs> he's intimidated by him <laughs> bigfoot was a crisis actor <laughs> We can um, actually cut it, that part, probably. No, leave that. Leave Keep it. it in. Tanya, leave it in. Uh, so <laughs> Tanya, our other co-host, will be at Squonkapalooza. I love her. And uh, that's August 26th. And then I think after that, we are doing the Van Meter Festival on September 30th. So, yeah, that's it. Oh, and I'll, I'll be... Oh, and we're sponsoring... At Crypticon, but we don't I'm, have a table. But oh, Rick really? is going to crash everyone. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have to pelt people with fudge rounds, and I got to get parts of some Nerf guns. So make sure they're frozen. frozen yeah, frozen fudge uh, <laughs> Yeah, and I'm going to be. I'm going to try to be a crypto bitch. I've got it on my calendar, and I've made promises to people. So you made we'll a lot of promises. I did, I did make a lot of promises. <laughs> I don't follow through. <laughs> Well, if you do, it'd be great to see you again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll be there, most likely. Hell it's yeah. like an 11 hour drive for me, but oh I'm considering it because it'll be fun. Luckily, not to keep dragging the sound, but luckily, I cover up through Bristol, Tennessee for my job. So I can work that part of the state and then drive mm. the two hours. Oh, that's clever. Uh huh. I did the math. So I'm going to do Smart. that instead of, yeah, instead of an eight hour drive. That's crazy. 
All right. Well, Danner, thanks again for being on. And this has been a blast. Of course. Again, thank you guys. Have a wonderful night. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Subscribe and review our pod wherever you listen. We have merch on Redbubble and Big Cartel. See you later, creeps. Yeah.